0: Welcome, everyone, to Taboo Charge Your Soul. I'm Sharon Skarda, your host from SharenskardaArt.com. Each time we meet, we are going to be discussing taboo topics, things traditionally that were better left unsaid, or so we thought until now. This is all based on the work that I do as an artist. I explore topics that are difficult that are complicated and then often it is the case that once i've unpicked them i find underneath that they are quite straightforward quite simple and it's us over time through society through culture that have created more of a problem than they need to be we're going to be discussing unpacking and unraveling and ultimately elevating these awkward taboo topics so that they can result in helping to turbocharge your soul. Thank you for joining me, and I cannot wait to hear what you think. Please leave a review on the podcast platform so that we can spread these conversations far and wide, and I would love your feedback. Just email podcast at SharonSkerderArt.com. That's scudder with an S-C-H-U-R-D-E-R. Thank you for joining me. and we've discussed at length you know the spiritual ramifications of a child that we're not blessed to bring up and that people can watch on my youtube channel or on instagram we've you know we've gone into this spiritual aspect of this before this is kind of today what we're discussing is more the the nuts and bolts of it the the sadness the the hell (laughs) and the taboo, and, and, and why it needs to go, and why we need to be done with it, and why it's not helping anyone. Why it's not helping anyone. Miscarriage, stillbirth, neonatal losses. These are topics that are really close to my heart, because I've experienced them, and I found the whole process confusing, exhausting, emotionally draining, so lonely, so lonely. And it's only as the years have gone by, it's you know, it all started back in two thousand and fifteen, that I realised how common my experiences were. Not in a mean way, but just how I really had thought that I was the only one in the world going through all of this. And once I figured out that I wasn't, half the sadness, half the experience was was it was just it made so much easier once I realized that it wasn't just me I wasn't the crazy one I wasn't weird there wasn't anything wrong with me it was actually just something that a lot of people go through but it's just not really discussed and that aspect of it just not being discussed what's that about like it's just another conversation another topic that's taboo taboo That's problematic to talk about, that nobody wants to have the conversation about. um, That we pretend it doesn't exist in the world. We pretend pregnancy loss doesn't exist. And when it does, we then go, oh my gosh, such a shock. But it's not a shock. It happens the whole time. So why, 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 why are we, why do we continue to pretend that it's not a thing? I was actually back in 2018 when, um, thanks to Meghan Markle, that I started to unpick and uncover and try and start to figure out what was going on with the world and why we are in the situation that we are today, and um, why it's a taboo, why it's why it was just such a hassle. And um, I wanted to share it with you because I found it fascinating and helpful to go through. Um, I reckon you guys will, do, will, 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 will be the same. So, Meghan Markle, dear Meghan Markle, why has she been chosen to help illuminate this problem? Well, she actually helped me uncover four problems that we are going through um, every time we're discussing pregnancy loss and through a situation, you know, back in 2018, um, with Meghan Markle, I realised there's these four individual unique points. And it's amazing. It's really, really, really amazing. And then going through it together now, we're going to see, you know, if we start to break down every one of these four aspects and just remove them from society, the world is going to be a more beautiful place. The world is going to be an easier, happier place when we when we just embrace the rubbish and the hardship and the awkwardness and the pain. When we embrace the pain, life is not meant to be always dandy and beautiful and gorgeous. There are going to be days of pain, but the joy and beauty of life is to elevate that pain and weave it into what the tapestry that we call life and once we learn how to do that it's just become so much easier but if you don't realise that what you're going through is just part of the tapestry then you're going to think you're alone and, and like say, let's say in my case I thought it was the craziest time of my life it was men. the whole thing was mental and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it so I just assumed that it was me my fault my issue and I didn't get the support that I needed Um, because really all I needed to feel was at the time was love, care, consideration and understanding and there was just so little of it and that was because people didn't really understand. So why do I keep referring to Meghan Markle? October 18th. Sorry, October the fifteenth in two thousand eighteen, um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announced their pregnancy. Announced their pregnancy. Announced they had their pregnancy announcement, and um, they were three months pregnant. It was incredibly exciting, and you know the newspapers were all bursting with pride. We love our royal family, and it was so exciting for everyone. Besides, for a small group of people who actually were in uproar and they um, really felt that it was inappropriate and inconsiderate of Meghan and Harry and Prince Harry to have announced their pregnancy on the 15th of October and even after they were called out for their behaviour and their lack of sensitivity they never apologised They never said sorry. They never acknowledged that what they had done may have been distasteful. (sighs) Never. Um, So what is it you're saying to me? What did they do so terribly wrong? Now, they announced their pregnancy on the one day of the year that is also dedicated to something else. October 15th, across the world, globally, internationally, is considered International Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day. So yes, let me repeat that. On the day that across the world people mourn for their children that are lost, that are dead, they mourn for lives that never were, um, the royal family announced that they were pregnant. Which is gorgeous news, but like choose your day, choose your day correctly. Announcing it on a day when others are mourning for their lost pregnancies or their lost children is just was just so such bad timing, but the lack of understanding around it and the lack of apology and sensitivity really just hit home and there were four key things that I learned from it and I wanted to run through with, with you today. The first was the stigma. Because miscarriage, stillbirth, neonatal loss is not considered important enough Um, to the rest of the world, it w- this pregnancy loss day was not considered important enough to hold off sharing this wonderful news um, that the Boyle family had to share. The second was that because it's not discussed, pregnancy loss when pregnant because pregnancy loss is not discussed. No one knew that this is a remembrance day. The fifteenth of October is remembrance day for this situation, and therefore it didn't even seem a problem the fact that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announced the pregnancy on this particular day. The third thing. Then, because there's a stigma, then because it's not discussed, people feel alone. They don't talk about it with anyone because it's not discussed. They don't realise that it's much more common than we're led to believe. And then we lead to the fourth, which is the mental health aspect, post-traumatic stress disorder, The real gory side of pregnancy loss. Because it's not just about burying your baby. It's not, unfortunately. (sighs) The impact is just held forever. It's held forever in many different ways. And yes, once, once you've delivered your baby through whatever means it is, DNC, or miscarriage, or natural, in terms of a stillbirth, a full-on labour. Yes, people, a full-on labour. Oh, I still remember when someone dearest to me, said, well, you didn't have a proper labour when you gave birth to your 37-week child. You didn't have a proper labour. when you have a real labour, then you'll know. Yeah, people, five years later, I had a real labour. It was exactly the same. It was exactly the same as when I had my, when I'd had the labour for my stillborn child. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And so, and the fourth piece is the messy piece. Because mental health and the grieving and the mourning and the, oh, that's part of it is just hell. But the three other points lead into it. If it's considered a stigma, if it's not talked one number one, if it's not talked about, number two, number three, if you feel like you're going through it alone, then it all leads to an even more problematic situation. <sighs> it's really quite... It's really, really, really just dreadful so let's go through all these pieces so we've got a first problem whereby it the international pregnancy and Infant loss remembrance day, remembrance day wasn't considered an important enough day to hold off sharing um the fabulous news about the royal family's pregnancy so that's the first bit of the kind of indifference and so from my own experience you know my eldest was born stillborn at thirty seven weeks, and it was a shock. it was we never they never could identify the reasoning. 50 percent of stillbirths um, don't have a reasoning just because you know the medicine isn't there quite there yet. But there was this kind of snootiness and i and I hate to say that word, but unfortunately it was the case whereby you know people who had had successful pregnancies, well, you know, they had succeeded. I had clearly failed, but they had figured out the magic and the secret formula to having a child, which I clearly just was missing and needed to learn, and that kind of um God, idea that having a child has nothing to do with you know a divine power, higher being helping create this miracle but it being a but it being a human effort is 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 a bit laughable really we have no idea what we're doing when we conceive and we are then blessed with you know a fetus inside you think I'm I can I can do my best I can I can eat the right things if I'm in a position I don't have hyperemesis um which is a dilapidating sickness and we can discuss that in another point but i can in general do my best to try and make sure that i'm going to be giving the child and um, the fetus you know the best environment possible um but that's and, and i can go to my checkups and i can do the best that i can but that's really about it the the rest of it the mechanics around it is is so beyond us we can't see in and this disease the concept that some people are going to lose pregnancies lose children through miscarriage stillbirth neonatal loss they were the unlucky ones they were the unblessed but for the rest of the world ah those pregnancies you know all will be good and that creates a stigma because it the implication is that for those who lose their pregnancy, there was something wrong with them or their baby. And it was really kind of their fault or meant to be that way. While for everybody else who is having perfectly healthy pregnancies, they're the chosen. That indifference I I that I, what 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 was the palace thinking that Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day was not considered an important enough day to then hold off sharing the, the news of a pregnancy. So now we get on to point number two, which is that we never discuss pregnancy loss. And I'm going to share with you a really quite hilarious story. I can look back on it and laugh, and to be honest, at the time, we looked at the situation and also laughed while we cried and that was um I was having a miscarriage and it was on a Saturday on a Shabbos and I was had invited I think it was around 17 guests so it was a massive crowd now if like my grandfather was dying upstairs you know if if I'm hosting and my grandfather is dying god forbid as in my grandfathers are both not alive anymore and that's why I've given this example um but let's say they were dying um I would have cancelled that meal but no I was having a miscarriage on that day um and I didn't you know quickly um pass the message around you know the meal is cancelled no no I went on with it because I couldn't obviously couldn't tell anyone I was having a miscarriage so we're sitting there you know, we have seventeen guests and I'm constantly coming up with excuse after excuse as to why I need to go upstairs and I need to oh check on check on I don't know, I you know, I check on the satin every time I get off from the go up from the table. You know. Mm-hmm. For those of you who've had miscarriages, there's lots of um and I had to have it naturally in the end in natural expulsion of the fetus and I say that as explicitly as it needs to be said because that is what it is it was really traumatic um but that trauma I was going through while hosting 17 people at my dining room table so I'm going upstairs you know sorting stuff out and I'm pretending that I'm preparing the salad dressing and I'm pretending that I'm you know putting the chicken together in a normal situation when we talk about death I would have just told everyone. Gosh, my grandfather's dying upstairs. I'm just going to be checking on him. In a normal situation, I would have told people, you know. I am I I'm so glad everyone's here, but I'm actually having a miscarriage, so I will be um disappearing for a few minutes at a time. I love that everyone's here because it's a you know it's I have it's friends and it's such a beautiful environment and it's so filled with love and it's so wonderful for right now in this horrible situation for the home to be filled with love but I'm going to be upstairs for a few minutes here here and there because yeah I'm I'm in the process of saying goodbye to my baby but I wasn't able to say anything so instead my husband is looking at Me from the other side of the table, trying to like suss out, and then he's coming upstairs just to check on me to make sure the whole thing was an absolute joke. It was a joke. We were like, now I can laugh and be like, oh my goodness, but at the time there was nothing we could do about it because we don't talk about miscarriage. So what was I going to tell people? Like no one wanted, no one would have wanted to hear. Um. And it's funny because I invite masses of people so no one will ever realise like <laughs> which meal it is I'm referring to. But like it's ridiculous. We don't talk about pregnancy loss. And then the most absurd stories come out of it. Oh, that was just one story. I have plenty of stories. I have stories of when I've had another miscarriage on the train. I've had story of a miscarriage at my desk at work. And I told a colleague who just did not know what to do with the information and kind of was just like, oh, okay. If we, if it became part of our dictionary that sometimes it's heartbreaking, of course it's heartbreaking and there's grief and it's death, it's death, it's death. But yeah, babies die. There are one in four miscarriages end up in death Stillbirth, 1 in 200 babies end up in death. Neonatal loss is significantly lower than that, but still there is death. I remember turning to my husband at 35 weeks and being like, oh, I'm nearly there, I can't believe it. I'd watched a friend of mine on TV, um, someone I used to work with. She had had a stillbirth on Christmas Day and she did some incredible Nicole um, Nicole White, and she did some incredible, incredible work, um, to, um, to, to help research with the stillbirth, and she, I I watched her on good, the Good Morning show, you know, so I knew of the concept of a stillbirth, but I didn't, because there is nothing mentioned in any of the pregnancy books besides for a small amount. I remember having a massive argument um after the stillbirth when I was then blessed with another pregnancy and I looked through the books and I I'm one of those people that you know emailed every single one of the publishers where is the page on stillbirth? Why aren't you educating people on stillbirth? I had a fit at my NCT class when we had a t- class titled when things go wrong, what's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Guys, God forbid you may have a cesarean. <gasps> and I was, I just stood up and I was like, are you actually kidding me? Are you actually kidding me? The worst thing that people can have a cesarean? Is that the worst thing that people can have? No, the worst thing that can happen during... A pregnancy is that the baby dies. was like, oh, but we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Well, why aren't we talking about it? Because we don't want to worry about people because pregnant women are already stressed. Yeah, guys, it's called counting the kicks for a reason. It's called checking on your health and making sure everything's fine for a reason. 100% agreed. But sometimes there are things that happen that are totally out of our control and one of them is pregnancy loss and we don't know enough about it. And we just need to start talking about it. This number two piece that we are so proud of the fact that we don't talk about things because we don't want to stress out already stressed pregnant women. Get over it. We need to start talking about it because it happens and it happens often and it's enough. It's enough. And that leads me to the third point, which is that it's because it's not talked about, people feel like they are alone. And I will come back to Meghan Markle now, our dear Meghan Markle, because, ha ha ha, in 2020, Meghan Markle wrote a gushing piece for the New York Times. And what about? Well, ironically, she wrote all about the fact that in 2020, she experienced a miscarriage and suffered and thought she was alone, and wanted to write a piece for the New York Times to show that um, pregnancy loss is a thing. Having a lot, there was obviously backlash on the internet, and people including me just rolled our eyes and said, yes, welcome dear, if you would have learnt what October 15th is about, you would know International Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day, it's a thing, so yes, now you've had a miscarriage, welcome to the club, you are not as prestigious and elitist and amazing and incredible and immune as you thought you are. But obviously I'm not gonna say any of that because that's horrible, horrible to say. Um, but unfortunately it's often the case that people are just so above it all. And I've had people that have come up to me and said, I'm really, really, really sorry, but when you've had your miscarriage and you, when you had your stillbirth, I was kind of a bit I didn't really understand what was going on. I didn't understand why you're making such a big deal of it. And actually now I've suffered and lost myself and I'm really really sorry and I hope you can forgive me of course I forgive them as in, like it's not, this is standard stuff the amount of people that just thought I was making a big deal, someone turned to me a week after I gave birth to a stillbirth and told me Sharon, it's time to move on like, there's just so much misunderstanding and confusion and miseducation around this topic it's terrible but the worst thing is that people don't realize that it's so common they feel alone they feel alone they don't tell people because of the stigma surrounding pregnancy loss so they don't even know that it's so much more common than it they've realized it is until now and they don't get the support they need and then number four that is when the mental health problems come. That is the post-traumatic stress disorder. That is the breaking up. Can The divorce rates around from people who have had pregnancy loss is staggering. And I will not share it here today because you don't want to hear it. But it's staggering because it's a trauma. And because it's a trauma that is so minimized in our society, it's so considered not a big deal because I the, because the, the concepts that we discussed tonight but just idiocy, really. Because of that, people get divorced. The couples get divorced. They can't handle the loss. They can't handle how either each of them react to it or how the rest of the world reacts to their loss and they, you know, are still suffering and they're suffering in silence. This fourth piece is the piece that if you guys didn't want to talk about pregnancy loss until now, then you'd better start talking about it because the whole idea of shrouding the pregnancy and mystery doesn't serve anyone it's a lose lose situation people don't know what to say because it's taboo then people that need support can't speak to anyone it's just got to stop the repercussions are repercussions are just families being torn apart from the trauma of this particular form of death until we start appreciating that miscarriage and stillbirth and neonatal losses are death. They are death. They are types of death. We just are not going to... We are not. The world needs to stop. Because the beauty of the matter is once we break down this taboo, the stigma, and we actually focus on the issue at hand, then we start seeing the tragic beauty of these dreadful events. The soul impact. We can start to question who these souls were. We can start to discuss the mothers, we can start to review why as mothers we were destined to meet these angels, that these souls were too pure for this earth. And then we get to review what these pregnancies have given us. We can sit hand in hand while another soul departs from this earth and we can share empathy and love or we can give space to people waiting for pregnancy for years, only for it to be taken away so quickly. You can be sensitive, gentle and thoughtful. I will leave you with a quote that has shaped my life until now. It's a beautiful quote and I don't actually have someone to source it back to. Um, I'm still on the search. It goes like this. Through your dead child... through your dead child, you will learn how to live. And with that, I send everyone love and hope and joy and empathy and big hugs. And I hope that through unpicking taboos together, we can start to live better lives. Thank you for joining me on Turbo Charge Your Soul with Sharon Scudder and I really appreciate it. Can't wait to hear what you think. Please leave a review on your podcast platform so we can spread these conversations far and wide. And I'd love your feedback. Just email podcast at SharonScudderArt.com. Together, let's unpack these taboo topics, things traditionally better left unsaid. Let's open them up far and wide and let's make them beautiful. Have a wonderful day and thank you again for joining me.